Chapter 29 of Nettie and Becky's Tab Tale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Brenica, World Audiobook Podcast. Nettie and Becky's Tab Tale by Howard R. Garris. Chapter 29 Becky and the Cold Birdie. Oh, see it's snow, exclaimed Neddy Stabtail, the little boy burr, as he looked out of the window of the cave house. Look, Becky. I can't, Neddy, dear, said the little girl bear. I am making a new dress for my wax doll, Clarabel Sarah Jane Peartree, and if I look up, I may drop a stitch or two. Oh, if you drop them, I'll pick them up, said Neddy, most politely. Becky laughed. You don't understand, she said. When you are sewing and drop a stitch, it means you let it slip out of the cloth. It doesn't drop on the floor. I don't understand, said Neddy. I admit that, but anyhow, it's snowing, and I'm going out and have some fun. I will come, too, as soon as I get this doll dress done, answered Becky. But I have to put some frills down the middle and some plates up the side. Then, around one edge, there is to go some lace, and on the other some insertion, and... That's enough, cried Nettie. I give up. I'm going out and make a snowball, and there won't be any lace on it, nor any tacks either. Oh, you boys, said Becky with a sigh, as she threaded her needle with a fine piece of corn silk that she was using to sew her doll's dress. So Nettie went out to play in the snow, and while he was hopping about making snowballs and throwing them up in the air to watch them come down, and now and then rolling over and over in the snow to make himself look white like Mr. Whitewash, the polar bear, while Nettie was doing this, his sister Becky was sewing her doll's dress. Pretty soon she had it nearly finished, so she laid it aside and put her needle safely away where Uncle Wigwag or Aunt Piffy, the fat old lady bear, would not sit on it by mistake. And then, Becky went out to play with her brother Neddy. The two bear children had lots of fun in the snow, and in a little while, Neddy said, Let's go over in the woods, Becky. Maybe we'll find a lemon pie or a polylop, or something like that. What's a polylop? asked Becky, as she caught a snowflake on the end of her tongue, just as the clown in the circus catches a little piggy by his tail. I never heard of a polylop, Neddy. Why, said the little bear boy, a polylop is just like a lollipop, only different. You see, a lollipop is a stick with a lump of candy on one end. Oh, yes, I know that, answered Becky. And a polylop, went on Neddy, is a lump of candy with a stick on one end. Oh, I see what you mean, exclaimed Becky with a laugh. One is upside down and the other. The other is downside up. Finish her brother as he turned a pepper salt into a bank of snow and came out on the other side with a feather sticking in his ear. Oh, look at that, exclaimed Becky. Where did you get that feather, Neddy? Why, I don't know, he answered, scratching his left paw with his right ear. I guess it must have come out of the snowbank. Feathers don't grow in snowbanks, Neddy, spoke Becky. No more they do, he answered, 
taking his wand from his ear and looking at it. I guess this feather must be off a chicken or a turkey, Becky. No, it isn't large enough for a chicken's or a turkey's feather, said Becky. It must be from a little bird. But what would a bird be doing in a snowbank? And just then the two little bear children heard a voice crying. Oh dear, how cold I am! Oh, I am almost frozen! Oh, the poor thing, exclaimed Becky. That's a poor little birdie in the snowbank, Neddy. You must get him out and we'll warm him. How? asked the little bird boy. How can you warm him? Oh, I'll find a way, said Becky. All right, then I'll dive into the snowbank again, said Neddy. And into the snow, he went scattering it carefully about with his paws until, down near the bottom on the ground, covered with the white flakes and almost frozen, was a poor little birdie. Oh, the dear little thing, cried Becky. As Neddy brought out the birdie in his paws, holding it carefully so as not to squeeze it. Chip, chip, went the cold little birdie. That was all it could say. Quick, Neddy, exclaimed Becky. You run home and get me some nice warm milk in a bottle. Aunt Fifi will heat it for you. Bring it back here to me and some bread crumbs too. I'll feed the little birdie. But why don't you bring it home with you? Neddy wanted to know. Because I don't want to carry it through the cold air, answered Becky. I'm going to warm the birdie in my fur while you are gone after the milk. So Neddy ran back home to the cave house, and Becky sat down on a stump that stuck up above the snow, and in her warm fur Becky cuddled the cold birdie, holding her paws over it to keep off the frosty north wind. Chip-chip, went the small birdie, and soon it was nice and warm and could flutter its wings a little. Do you feel better now? asked Becky. Oh, much better, answered the flattering creature. Thank you so much for warming me. But how did you happen to get in the snowbank? asked Becky. It was this way, explained the bird. Yesterday, all my friends and brothers and sisters flew away down south, where it is warm, but I stayed to have a game of tug with Lulu Wibble Wobble, the duck girl, and I was left behind. Then it got colder and colder, and I could not fly. I fell into the snow, and there I stayed until you came to get me out. I can never thank you enough. Pray do not think of that, said Becky most politely. I am glad we could save you. I suppose it was your feather that stuck in Neddy's ear when he took a pepper salt dive through the snow. Yes, said the birdie. It was a loose one from my tail, and it is a good thing it came off. Otherwise, you would never have known I was here. Very true, answered Becky. Then she warmed the poor, cold little birdie some more in her fur, and wondered when Neddy would be back with the hot milk and the bread crumbs. All of a sudden, as Becky was sitting there on the stump, warming the birdie, out from behind an old apple tree came the biggest fox Becky had ever seen. He was much larger than the little bird girl. In fact, he must have been the grandfather of all the foxes. Woof, 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 barked the fox. I can see where my Christmas dinner is coming from. From where? asked Becky, as bravely as she could, though really she was much frightened. From you and that bird, answered the bad fox. 
I'm going to carry you both off to my den, and what a Christmas dinner I will have. Well, he was just going to jump and grab Becky. When the little birdie that wasn't cold anymore, but nice and warm, thanks to Becky's fur, that little bird just flew right into the face of that fox, and with its sharp beak, the bird picked the fox on the end of his nose as hard as anything. Oh, wow, cried the fox. I guess I have made a mistake. I don't want a Christmas dinner of you at all. I guess you don't, chirped the birdie, pecking him on the nose again. And the fox ran away, taking his bushy tail with him. And Becky and the birdie were safe. Then Becky warmed the birdie some more in her fur, and pretty soon along came Neddy with the hot milk and bread crumbs, and the birdie ate as much as it wanted. Then Becky and Neddy took the birdie home with them to keep it in the warm cave until summer should come again. And everybody was happy except the fox with a sore nose. And it served him right. And in the next story, if the dinner plate doesn't get hungry and bite a piece out of the salt dish, I'll tell you about Neddy helping Santa Claus. End of chapter 29 Recording by Maria Brenica, World Audiobook Podcasts